Merhaba arkadaşlar, Kristen here. I just wanted to pop in and give you a quick little pre-introduction before the regular introduction, uh, because as most of you know, we had a bit of an audio hiccup yesterday with a corrupted file. So we could not uh, release the originally recorded version of this episode because we don't have it. So we re-recorded this morning um, and we still hit a bit of an audio hiccup. Uh, we are just going to call it the curse of episode 31. Uh, but luckily we didn't lose any files, but you will definitely notice uh, the hiccup a little before the one hour mark. So I apologize for the abruptness uh, in the recording. However, we got it done. We're releasing it. It's here for you. And we had a lot of fun recording it despite all the stress uh, involved with it this week. So we hope that you enjoy it too. And I apologize for uh, the audio. It's not quite as crisp and clear as we usually have it, but you know, that was just par for the course with how everything went this week. So all that to be said, uh, I give you our uh, coverage of Central Kapama volume 31. red lights blinking so yeah we're good we're good (laughs) (laughs) yeah well (laughs) I know this is take two everybody welcome you you don't know it but we know it (laughs) (laughs) well some people might know it because I did tweet yesterday like that the that the episode was going to be late because you know we usually release on Thursday so I thought people are going to start asking where the episode is so I kind of let everyone know we were just having technical difficulties um, and that we were just having a file audio file issue. And it basically was like, well, we're missing one audio file. So it would be the equivalent of like when you're a little kid talking on the, when, and you're listening to your mom talk on the phone, but you can only hear her side of the conversation and you hmm. can't hear what the other person's saying. So I was like that, that's what it would have sounded like. So we have to redo it. <laughs> and everybody was super sweet and like understanding, but uh, yeah, so uh, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Uh, I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And today we are for the second time <laughs> talking about, well, just for a little bit talking about volume 31 because it was a hot mess. And we decided we needed to bring in some reinforcements today. So we actually have a third co-host who we're going to chat with and ask a bunch of questions to and get to know a little better uh, after we talk about the episode. Uh, most of you know her as author Sanem on Twitter, our translation queen every single Saturday. Uh, but we have Miriam on. So hi, welcome, Miriam. Hi, everyone. Yay. <laughs> yes, we're so excited to finally finally have her on. And see, yesterday, now it's like it was just like we had a really good dress rehearsal yesterday, right? Wow. <laughs> now I'm not so nervous anymore. See, oh, so good. it worked, it worked out. Poor right, Miriam. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Poor Miriam. Of course, we had our technical issues the day we have a guest on. So yeah. Miriam had to experience them all with us. So uh, thank you for coming on a second time. I know, seriously, for in less the than, time out of your day. In less than 24 hours, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Too, so. No, it no, really, we, no. We wouldn't have blamed you if you were like, um, forget it. We're just going to. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, want to do this again. <laughs> uh-huh. We would not have blamed you at all. Not at all. 
So, um, yeah. So what we're going to do today, you guys, is the three of us are going to chat about that episode a little, just for a little bit. And then we have a bunch of questions that, um, we're going to ask Miriam so you guys can get to know her a little better. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't think we had any housekeeping and other than, Hey, we have a new, we have a new co-host this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So should we talk about that episode? <laughs> It's so funny. I feel like I got all of my venom out yesterday during the recording. <laughs> so I'm not going to I'm not going to sound I have to get mad again. Uh-huh. Like, I was able to purge it all. Yes. I it's I'm going to have to do a double purge. Uh-huh. I know. So sorry you guys. We're going to do our best to not sound scripted <laughs> and I mean the nice thing is it's not like we read off of a script. So nothing we say right. is going to be like exact, but yeah. So this is just the first time this has ever happened to us. So, you know, bear with us. We've never had to re-record an episode before. I know. But and we've been doing this almost two almost, years and mm-hmm. we haven't ever had to re-record. No. So honestly, like. It was bound like to happen. Yeah. It's like a rite of passage, I feel like. Like, I'm sure oh, yeah. every podcast has had to do something major like that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe now right. we're maybe now we're officially podcasters, like officially uh, professional podcasters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, the over a hundred episodes didn't didn't do it the first didn't time. Didn't do us. it. Didn't make us <laughs> podcasters. Um, yeah. All right. What do we want to start with? What madness do we want to start oh, with? Can let's let's all get upset about Jared. Okay. I don't know. I can do that. Because I don't really know. I mean, maybe there are. And again, this is not if anyone is thrilled with the storyline, if anyone is happy with things that are going on, this is not against you. This is it it just means it's your preference and it's meeting all of your DZ uh, checklist items. It's just not meeting ours. So (laughs) Um, we hate it. I mean, I, I hate it. I yeah. No, I, I, I won't speak for you guys. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah. And hers is probably the biggest one for me. What about you, Miriam? Mm-hmm. Is hers like the biggest? Uh, yeah. I mean, I hate it. And I, it was like a really cheap plot device and very lazy and last minute decision. Mm-hmm. And they really ruined Jen for us, especially since we lost Fifi too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just don't understand what they were going with at all. It, yeah. It, it's out of it, nowhere. Yeah. It's yeah. out of nowhere. They tried to make it not seem like it was out of nowhere by like mm-hmm. Melo asking 18 times throughout the episode if she's taken her pills. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then they mentioned to Farid that she's been taking these pills since she was 20. Mm-hmm. So they're acting like it's this thing that's been going on for a long time. But again, that felt cheap too. Yeah, like we've got we've gone 30 episodes without any yeah. mention of it because obviously it wasn't meant to be that way, you know. Right. <laughs> and it only right. came up on like the 31st episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, out it's, of nowhere. Well, and then you get this this juxtaposition of the female friendships where we started off with this really strong girl squad. Mm. And that was one of the things that everybody really loved about the show. And it was so nice to see that on screen. 
not just, you know, women pitted against each other or in competition. And not that that doesn't happen in real life, but you do have amazing female friendships as well. So it's really nice to actually see that on screen. And now it feels like that's all just been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thrown to the wayside. Well, yeah, because I mean, we've talked about like, I, a lot of people were upset when Balja came on because she was like, you know, basically this woman willing to like seduce her boss and all this stuff. But I'm like, listen, people like that actually exist in the world. So I don't mind having that represented in a very minor character who we know isn't going to be around for long. Um, And that's a big difference too. She was a minor character. She was just brought on temporarily too. Mm -hmm. But Jaren is not a minor character. No. And like, yeah. honestly, I was like watching episode seven the other day and just the, like, like that's when she winds up telling Jaren everything. Jaren's yeah, like, the one she confided in. Trusted. Yeah. Yeah. She and Jaren oh. trusted. She was like the closest one to her. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that whole stint mm-hmm. of episodes where mm-hmm. it was her and Jaren. Yep. <gasps> that makes it even worse. I know. I know. <laughs> It, I know it kills me. So it's like, it just makes it extra bummer that, you know what I mean? Like Fifi, I know she's the one who left. So they, you know, but I don't know. Fifi would have even made more sense for something like distancing herself a little bit. Cause she's always kind of been more distance, like, um, secretive, even though she's there for them. And I know she would, you Mm -hmm. know, probably die for them and she would do anything for Edda. I don't question any of that. Mm-hmm. her kind of maybe having some some type of issue or all of a sudden kind of being more distant so that would have made more sense yeah. like yeah, you know because um, it, yeah in a sense we didn't see much of Fifi but I feel mm-hmm. like Jaren was brought up a lot on screen and mm-hmm. yes yeah Yep. Well, and you see, you we saw her and Ferit work through all of their stuff and really connect mm-hmm. on a deeper level because of their similar backgrounds and all of these things that we saw their whole progression of the relationship. Yeah. And now that's all just it's just gone nothing. as well. Yeah. It's just gone. <laughs> and sweet, <laughs> I swear, justice for Ferit, man. He that is okay. I have uh, look at my notes, I wrote Jaren's whole hot mess and lazy mentee on this plot. The next line says justice for furry in my notes. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have all these points uh-huh. and one, one says, um, I have, it's called, it says bad things. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of your note. Yeah. And I, I done calling literally anyone else a killer of their love. That was one bad thing. Oh my gosh. Um, and then my number two bad thing was poor fairy. Justice for fairy. Because he's trying to make up with her. He gets her the cute little cactuses, talks about thorns and flowers, and he's just like doing his absolute he's doing the absolute most. And Duran's yeah. like, eh. <laughs> I'm now I'm a mean character. So well, I'm gonna be a jerk to you. Yeah, like even when he compliments her psycho pink hair. Well, I shouldn't call it psycho pink hair. I get, I've had pink hair. I have purple hair right now. Like, um, but the way they're portraying her dyeing her hair, it's psycho pink. And even when he compliments that, like she's so rude to him. Like he's like, it looks nice. And she just throws him the ugliest look. 
and as the snottiest thank you roll off her tongue it just yeah and then yeah you know so it just was like listen it's not that mental illness shouldn't be portrayed in tro in shows or in characters you love because Mm -hmm. you know people people like to see themselves in the characters that they love well and ava has claustrophobia exactly and yeah totally so it's like it's not that she's not allowed to struggle with whatever I, I know they don't really say what it is but like whether it's depression or whether it's anxiety or whether it's um you know i i don't want to get the terms wrong but it could be a number of things they don't really specify what it is and there's not it's not that it would be bad to represent that but you need to represent it well and like Probably, yeah. i think one of the things that upset me personally was at least from what i could see on twitter which you know mm-hmm. i don't it's obviously i don't see all of dz twitter but it seemed like so many more people were upset by Idon's agoraphobia being cured with a T or the whole elevator scene with it as claustrophobia, which we had, you know, our actual resident mental health professional breakdown for us that, you know, to say like, actually, this was a real legit way to deal with it. Granted, they added some sexiness in it with the kiss and everything, but the actual grounding mm-hmm. techniques and stuff they were using are real things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I saw so much outrage over those two things because it's like, yeah, maybe it wasn't represented in the best way, but this feels like it's being harmful because it's being, it's equating, oh, mental illness equals crazy. Mental illness equals you're the bad guy. Mental illness equals you're a terrible friend. Like, and not, those things are not true. Like, yeah, but that's. It solidifies like a lot of stigmas about mental mental yes. health people it's mm-hmm. not a good kind of representation no <laughs> no it's not exactly well and so many people were like cancel Duran. Duran is canceled and it's like okay look mm-hmm. i am not gonna vouch for the way she was acting because no. yeah she mm-hmm. they but it's not it was the portrayal it, it was right the fact that they're making it they're making the mental illness what is or the supposed mental illness whatever what is causing her to act this way and if it's i I feel like i can't spit my words out correctly i know (laughs) it's the portrayal is just so bad it's so harmful and it's they just totally defame her character yeah like it's a total character assassination yeah yeah and the whole, I don't know, this whole episode, <laughs> I wrote also in my notes, I just said, um, uh, where is it? I said, consistent themes this episode, mistrust, selfishness, sudden trauma being revealed, narcissism, mm-hmm. all, it was like bogged down with all of these, felt bogged mm-hmm. down with all of these bad things and mm-hmm. these really like sad themes and things that made the episode feel so heavy yeah where it was like this what is what's going on what is this show yeah yep well and you know I'll say too and I believe even I can't remember if this is I don't remember where I read this um but um and I thought this too when they first were like oh when I believe it was the producer when they were advertising through mad TV for like international sales, 
she was pitching it as a romantic dramedy, which I made me laugh because I'm like, that actually is exactly what this is. Um, and she did not make up that phrase. Like Gilmore Girls has been known as a dramedy since its inception, basically. And that started way back in 2000. And I'm sure the coined term might have even existed before then. Sure. You know, yeah. so it's not that we're against having drama in the show. I think drama can add, you know, especially you and I and well, maybe even Miriam. Would do you consider yourself <laughs> yeah. someone who enjoys angst? Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Okay. okay. So like, cause angst can really like add so much, not even necessarily depth, but just like so much more emotion. I was to- going to say emotional depth, I yeah. think. Yes. Yeah, emotional exactly. depth. That's a good way to put it. You know, so that when you do get to that payoff, like one through 11 are perfect examples of that. Mm-hmm. We had almost 11 full episodes of this buildup and there were a lot of hilarious moments like draining the pool and, um, you know, Edda's impulsiveness kicking in whenever Celine would say or do something that got under her skin, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, we're moving in together. Oh, we're getting married soon too. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. there were all kinds of really good, funny moments, but there were also some heavier ones where like, you know, um, she, re- he talks about his brother. She tells him about her parents. Um, they're realizing the depth of their feelings for each other goes beyond mutual irritation, but not being able to tell the other because they're not sure because they each both, you know, she thinks he's in love with Celine and that's why she's helping yeah. him. He thinks she just can't wait to get him out of her life because she keeps counting down until she can be done with the deal. But the reason she's counting down to be done with the deals because she's like, then I can finally not be two inches away from this man I'm in love with who is in love with someone else. Like, so all of that, it built up to this like great payoff, like Mm -hmm. great payoff at the end of 11. And so there, it was what I like to call purposeful angst. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah, it's not just dragging you through the coals just to (laughs) drag you. It's leading to something. And a lot of this angst has felt aimless, like yeah. aimless angst instead of purposeful. And, and I feel like Jaren's is an, is a form of aimless angst. Um, you know, for how, how many episodes now since 29, we're like, okay, as long as his, um, uh, not claustrophobia, why did I say that his amnesia, like mm-hmm. as long as that gets cleared up in the next couple episodes, because, <laughs> you know, as long as it doesn't drag on, as long as they dragged on John Deviat's uh, amnesia in EK. And now we're going to be officially longer than his amnesia Yeah, from writers who, I mean, I know we had a switch too, but I believe some of them will be back this week. So essentially the core group of writers that have taken over since 25 have been pretty fast at moving plot stuff forward mm-hmm. so until, like, until this, until this. And so it's like, they, they sort of set They're us up dangling to the carrot. <laughs> yeah. So they like set us up to believe that this was going to be dealt with because, you know, we had Edda breaks his heart in 25, but then proposes to him in 26, like comes to her senses and is like, no, I just, mm-hmm. I want him. And I don't care if my grandmother's against us, yada, yada. Um, then, you know, in 27, um, we have the whole like, you know, them all, they're preparing for the wedding and all that. And then she gets kidnapped at the end. But then in the first five minutes, Sarah finds her before she can be fully kidnapped. Um, And then the, that's all more wedding prep and stuff. They have a little bit of a misunderstanding thinking the other one thinks they're rushing into it. And that gets dealt with 
in the same episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then they have their wedding. Well, they don't have their wedding. They almost have their wedding. <laughs> right. Oh. And then he gets on a plane to Italy to go fly some financial paper. <laughs> go find some, go find some financial day. paper. And then all of a sudden, the quick plot <laughs> movement came to a halt. <laughs> yeah. It all just stopped. Yep. And the, then the now plot- we been the plot movement yep. along. <laughs> the plot movement went down with Sercon's plane is what happened. Only it wasn't rescued by a fisherman the way Sercon was. So like, yeah. So well, and, and it seems it seems pretty clear that they're trying to do the whole um he's not okay. gonna just suddenly remember everything. He's it's gonna be the if I were born a hundred times, again. I would fall in love with you. Uh-huh, a hundred more times again. Right. Which, Which I am here for that sure sure but like it's it's such a start and stop with all of it because Mm -hmm. we'll see things we'll see good things we'll have these great moments and then suddenly it's just like they they squash it so they bring you up just to smash you down again (laughs) i'll never marry edda yes (laughs) oh my gosh yes like i mean everything leading up to him and uh, i mean I almost was going to say, we already said this, but you guys are not going to do this. Um, <laughs> say know, it again, Kristen. <laughs> like, there are so many other ways that scene could have gone. He could have just been like, oh, yeah, I'm actually engaged to Celine. Like, he could have just, like, awkwardly corrected it without being like, when am I marrying Edda? Never. <laughs> like, it, like it, Especially because of everything that it followed, like the boat scene, the the are you happy scene in front of her house, like after he blatantly stares at her longingly from across the table, he might as well have been drooling, but then (laughs) suddenly, but then no, I never. Yeah. So it's like they're, when they have scenes together, which I don't understand why there was only 23 minutes of them actually sharing scenes together in a two hour and 10 minute episode. But when they did share the screen, it was good. Like whether it was them with their classic, like bickering stuff, like with the whole press conference at the beginning, when they're announcing their engagements to other people mm-hmm. and then the two of them wind up kind of bickering, you know, um, passive then- aggressively. And then when she uh, trolls him with the balloons and sticks one yes. over his head and he has the yes. most sour look on his face. Oh, it, that was so classic Ed and Sarah Like her, yeah. the grumpy and the sunshine one. You know what I mean? That was like the epitome of that trope. Like um, him being like, oh, what's all this like happiness and joy <laughs> and love and her just basking in it. Like totally, okay. Like I loved that. But then like mm-hmm. – just none of them led anywhere. Every time we've gotten somewhere in 29, when she, you know, when he, when he, he feels that pain thing in his heart for the, however many time at the end, and she knows exactly what's going on. And, you know, they have this tender moment where she touches his, where his hand is over his chest. She touches his hand and, you know, and she's like, Sarkhan, you might not remember right now, but the heart doesn't forget and then kisses him. And then he, he proposes to Celine. Quote proposes to Celine while staring at Edda the whole time and looks miserable about proposing to Celine. Uh-huh. Um, we get the yellow dress. We get oh yeah. Oh, that like, was the that, <laughs> that felt like the nowhere. 
And that felt like the biggest slap in the biggest slap because that has been the thing he keeps seeing. That has like the yellow dress being his trigger. And then when it actually should have triggered anything, it didn't. It was just like, oh, I'm dumbfounded by your beauty. And I have this. We get the heart thing again, but it's just crickets. It's just nothing. Yeah. Like it built up for two episodes and just led nowhere. So, Mm -hmm. and then the fact that it was Melo, our sweet Melo, who has this special bond with her Aniche. She's the one who was like, wear the yellow dress. It was the perfect setup for him to at least get a flood of memories, if not all of them. Like maybe at least remember the whole night of the engagement party and like staring at the stars with her after, you know what I mean? Like I could have even expected that, like, because it would have given him something to then talk to her about this next episode. Like, Hey, I don't or still don't remember really anything before or after this, but now I have these very vivid memories of us dancing, of us looking at stars of, excuse me, of like a feeling something and not understanding what it was. And it's feeling Mm -hmm. very similar to what I'm feeling right now and all of this, but no, like, yeah, I understand why they wouldn't make him remember since they're going for the second falling for her again mm-hmm. uh, before remembering her. But at least give us some flashbacks that he, he can't put into a timeline or he mm-hmm. can't put mm-hmm. into context. But he still knows that it's meaningful for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I- would be really nice. That's what I wanted to see. Well, and we're now we've reached a point this whole episode, there were zero flashbacks at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They've just stopped even giving us the the dress flashback now. (laughs) Like we're not getting anything anymore. (laughs) And, you know, we're, we're getting these little things of the lemon and Mm -hmm. to, in, I I almost said today (laughs) in, (laughs) in 31, (laughs) um, we get the whole poem. So, uh, that was the, that was like the one good thing I think mm-hmm. you had said, Kristen, about this whole episode. But it's still, it's it's a flashback, but not really because he doesn't know why he remembers these mm-hmm. things. He just knows that somehow they're significant and somewhere, somewhere right. in the world, he learned right. these things that aren't. And it, he always calls them unimportant too. I like, know. oh yeah, the mind just keeps <laughs> useless information. I think he said that about the lemons. Right. Like, and it's like, right. like yeah. why does it have to be useless? Well, and it's this is the thing about that too. It clearly wasn't useless because you were utilizing it to calm mm-hmm. yourself. So exactly. clearly it's useful to you. So that comment made no sense. So it's no. like, yeah, they do these things where it's like, I actually don't mind. I actually like the idea of him having, I guess it's the equivalent of having like muscle memory of like the lemon thing, muscle memory of the poem where it's there. He just is like, oh, it's just something I've always known. He doesn't actually remember. Yeah, you it's know, unconscious. Yes. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that because again, those could be things that they connect over, but it's not, it's not at all. They undo it by always having him, you know, take 10 steps back and stick a 10 foot pole between him and her to keep her, you know, as far away as possible when they're finally starting to like get somewhere. And it's just like, well, then why do you keep doing that? Like, why do you keep giving us these little tender moments that are actually really good, but then you're not giving us any payoff. Like you're not giving us any payoff with them. Like, you know, um, I mean, we can talk about the boat scene. Like we're just kind of hopping all over. That was, you know, in my opinion, the best scene in the episode, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then again, we got zero, 
zero payoff from it and they cut it short. We, there were moments in the fragment that were not in the boat scene that I felt like were really important. We're going to be really important for the boat scene. Like, and excuse me, could have changed the entire course or view of it. Like for example, in episode 25, the jail scene, how much more differently would you have viewed Edda and the rest of the episode had they included her kissing him? Like, it, like was originally like, different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. None of us would have been as mad at her. The whole yes. episode, yeah. Yes. And it's like, you, uh, you, you need to pick. pick. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just saying <laughs> hi. Um, like, you need to be better about what you're cutting. Like, because that tiny little thing, to me, yeah. changed the entire course of that scene. And then why Edo was doing what she was doing the rest mm-hmm. of that episode. It so wasn't I, just a kiss, like it had a certain mm-hmm. meaning to it and mm-hmm. changed yep. the, the intentions of the episode. Completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like some of that might have happened with this boat scene. Like, and it, it's just a bummer, especially when it's like, you're going to tease us with this, but then not give it to us. <laughs> and it's well, not the first thing that's happened with a fragment, but you know. Well, and it's so weird too, because it's like, there's there isn't other stuff you could have cut from this episode to give us more of that scene like (laughs) and like literally 80 percent filter or filler in this episode and we had this teeny tiny little bit of you know what you know what we didn't need five minutes of Duran dyeing her hair like yeah we didn't need the whole process of that like bravo congratulations that they seemed to get it right where she wasn't just putting hair dye on her head, but she was actually mixing it with the developer like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's something I don't care if they actually got right. Like, no, paint some pink stuff on your head give, and then show us 10 minutes later, it's all dried and styled. And it's like, oh, she dyed her hair pink. I would have been fine with that. And then we could have gotten more of the boat scene. Like, yeah. um, I, you know, um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, the scene that we got of him opening his copy of Madonna in a fur coat in mm. his apartment never showed up in the episode. Oh yeah, that's right. But we got that in yeah. the fragment and I feel like that would have been something big and major and you know, so they just keep giving us all these things. And so it's like, that's what the boat scene felt like when the episode ended. Like mm. I loved everything on it. The fact that Melo locked Celine in the, her office, like, God bless our queen Melo. Please yeah. don't do anything to defame her character. Um, she's I know. How sad that, that that's where we're at now, where we're like, <laughs> open old, exactly. We're like, uh, well, at least these people are still the same. I, I know. Ruin this character, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what doesn't make sense is that, like, I thought about this the other day, but the same actor, sorry, the same writers who are Mm -hmm. writing Melo and Ferit are also writing Zeran. So, (laughs) I know. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like they can, they do know how to stay consistent with a character then. Right. Well, yeah. And I mean, they were able to incorporate the, that whole poem from Eternal Sunshine. Like that's yes. a big, that's I, a really oh. big thing. That was a mm-hmm. really good callback, a really good parallel. Yep. But then we get something like, like, I, I think Jaren is the most glaring thing. Right. Honestly. Right. But, yeah. Um, well, because all the other characters, I, we can't really put on these two writers that did this episode because Idon the right. second she did what she did 
in keeping Sarah Khan's, uh, you know, death status, <laughs> non-existent death status away from Edda, <laughs> like that just ru- that ruined her. And then yeah. everything she's done since to not really try to make up for it at all. Like, right. um, you know, so that happened long before them, but they really ran with this Jerem thing. And uh, I'm just like, it, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can beat that this entire, we can just keep beating that horse because it's just really upsetting. But, yeah. um, you know, I, but I always like to give credit where it's due. And so, like you said, when I was watching the scene with subs, I, cause when I watched live, I knew they were kind of reciting something, but I didn't think much of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, go ahead. Uh, when, obviously when I watched live I mm-hmm. understood the poem but it it didn't like trigger uh, anything for you yeah I didn't mm. recall it it was very random when she said that they've they've seen it together or heard it together yeah they... when when did that happen yeah I didn't recall it at all we well have, and have, yeah, yeah go we ahead have had some kind of hint that the the poem was in the movie at least yeah. Right. She could have, instead of just saying we saw it coincidentally, she could have said like, well, we were on a date at the movies, which again, mm-hmm. he could have been like, whoa, I went to the movies. Cause obviously, right. you know, they're kind of like, you <laughs> yeah. know, and she, you know, and she could have been like, yeah, you actually like rented out the whole theater. So it was just the two of us. Cause you don't like, you know, crowds and parties and, you know, and we watched this movie and this poem was in this movie and we both really loved the poem because I do want to give them props. You okay there, Jack? Is he sneezing? Sorry, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor, poor guy. Um, so like she, you know, they could have been like, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought because of the dog, because of Jack. <laughs> um anyways, it you were talking I about just, the movies, them yeah, going, like, going together. You know, so that could have like been this catalyst for this whole conversation about that. Um, but it wasn't, it was just, you know, well, we saw it coincidentally, which I guess technically it was a coincidence, you know, if they were seeing that movie for the first time that they happened to have this poem in it. Mm-hmm. And I love that they did that callback because back in episode 14, it wasn't very clear what movie they saw. We had very few clues, but you actually honed in on it right away. And you were like, I'm almost positive. They were watching eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Mm-hmm. And then in subsequent episodes, when we've been called back to that, it's, it has been either referenced or more stuff has been said about it that kind of confirms that. Yeah. And then this solidified it because the poem that they were reciting to each other um, is a poem by Alexander Pope and it's called Eloisa to um, Abelard. And the, the portion that they're reciting is how happy is the blameless vessels lot, the world forgetting by the world forgot eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, each prayer accepted and each wish resigned. So that's actually where the movie gets its title from. So it would make sense. They featured the poem in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that now this poem is like something between Ed Sarah. And then. <laughs> I know it's, it's weird because they obviously can utilize parallels. Yeah. And, and uh, these are good parallels. Right. Exactly. Yes. These are good references going, you know, going back to things that we have seen in the show previously. And that's something that we know Aisha used to Mm -hmm. utilize a lot. She would do parallels a lot. 
but it's like for whatever reason once we've done rider switches it's been a situation where we're not getting parallels we're just getting a regurgitation of it's Mm -hmm. it's like they were like okay amnesia and now we're gonna just start back from the beginning and we're Mm -hmm. gonna have them fall back Mm -hmm. in love but this time it's all burdened with this other really sad depressing stuff right we're, we are getting those classic Edsair scenes, but a lot of it just feels very bogged down. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get a classic Edsair scene, like we said, and then they'll be like, just kidding. He's never going to remember. Right. He's only going to marry Celine. And <laughs> you all are going to just die in uh, purgatory <laughs> with this Edsair relationship. <laughs> well, and now he and Celine have been engaged longer than he and ed to have like what and they're not the main couple like listen i am all like it's a romance i just automatically assume that there is going to be more episodes in screen time where the couple is not together than when they are because and maybe this is just from you know we love reading romance novels so like that's kind of how it goes like there's this whole build up to them finally getting together and then there's usually some type of, you know, conflict with a capital C that then mm-hmm. kind of separates them or at least is something they have to work through at the very least that causes some type of tension or doubt or whatever. That conflict gets worked through. They reunite. And then mm-hmm. the end, they live happily ever after. You might get an epilogue and then the end. So I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm fine with that, like, timeline. But it has to be done well. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's the problem with this is because they keep on dragging Mm -hmm. for for the sake of dragging. And it's just the same circle over and over again. Yeah. Right. And like with reunion. (laughs) Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us, but you know, it's been 30 episodes now and I feel Mm -hmm. like we're all tired. And well, yeah. And and honestly, at some point, sometimes with stuff like this, I'll take the the endless circle and the conflict and Mm -hmm. reunion, but it feels like we've just been in a conflict. Like we're (laughs) just... (laughs) Like if this feels like the longest conflict ever. Well, and it's the longest because they're not only separated, but they're with other people now. Right. Exactly. And yeah, even though it's quote fake for Edda, it's not for Denise. He has these harbored feelings for her. And even if Sarkhan is only with Celine because she's what is familiar, it's very, I will say he's doing a great job at like not, we know that man doesn't love her. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. he barely touches her. He does not use nicknames with her. He, he avoids her. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I, you were, yeah. What was it you said yesterday when we were recording, Miriam? Was like, he purposely, you can just tell, like, at any um, given whatever, he does whatever he can to end whatever interaction with her as soon mm-hmm. as possible. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, when he was willing willing to drive Edda but when Celine showed up he was he pretended to be busy and yeah like he had something busy with was just thinking about Edda yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so like he is doing a great job at that and then one of the things I pointed out too was and it just cracked me up was that 
in the final scene when he is like, oh, I'm with Celine now, like moves closer to her and put his arm around her. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a behind you don't see it in the episode, but there is a behind the scenes shot from a different camera angle. And you can actually see his arm is like around her, but he's not actually touching her. And it's it, I don't know why it made me laugh so hard because I was like. Uh, that probably wasn't it was probably like an unconscious thing on Karem's part I'm I don't you know what right. I mean but it felt very Sarah Khan. like <laughs> like okay I have to you know she's familiar and I have to keep her close but like he doesn't understand why he doesn't actually want his arms tightly clasped around her I mean right. hello the way he touched Edda in that in front of that fireplace last episode mm-hmm. yeah. he had no problem exploring her arms and being behind her and all this stuff but then his fiance, he can't even fully have, like, he can't even fully be touching her lower back. Like, yeah. And he offers to take Edda home two times. Two times. And yeah. he has this, he got the ring turned into a necklace. Oh my gosh. Yes. Took yeah. time and he had to, you know, send it off to a jeweler mm-hmm. or, you know, he was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. He was thinking mm-hmm. about Oh, I don't want to just keep this ring. Oh, mm-hmm. I know it's special to her. And I took a year of her life. Uh-huh. Whereas he couldn't even be bothered to leave the office to get a ring for Celine. And for he's Celine. like, let's get this over with. Yeah. He's, that yep. one. <laughs> he literally was like, wanted to spend as little time as possible picking on an engagement ring for this woman he proposed to and picks out the simplest ring uh-huh. compared to the one he picked out for Edda when they were fake engaged. Well, and the then the cuss, the whole custom thing this episode. Yes, because mm-hmm. of course, when Celine was like congratulating Edda on being engaged, because of course that just means for her less resistance for her and Sercon. So of course she's like thrilled about that. And you know, they ask about the ring. I think it's Sercon maybe who asks about it, like, oh, but there's not a ring or something. No, I and- think so. I think Celine does, oh, right? She's like, okay. oh, where, where's your ring? Okay. And she's like, oh, it's being custom made, so it's not here yet. And she's like, oh, I love custom made things. And then Ed does like, <laughs> oh, yours isn't custom made. <laughs> <laughs> like further pointing out that Sarah Khan didn't even bother to do anything to her liking. Like, um, mm-hmm. so and, yeah, like, go ahead. I, I remember, was it episode two when they had mm-hmm. lunch with, uh, with Celine? Right mm-hmm. after they got the ring, and uh, Edda then told Celine that it's custom made. Oh, Edda, Edda's flower ring. She told her, Sarkan got it for me, custom made. Uh, oh my god, and I, I think even back then it was kind of a well known thing that Celine mm-hmm. likes custom stuff. Like, I, do, I think and like she gets something mm-hmm. really nice or custom for her, and he's like, Yeah, wasn't she going to Italy to get her wedding? So that yeah, sounds right. Yeah. yeah, well, when they have that interview in episode 10, um, and they're doing their practice questions, like all the four of them together before the interviewer That's actually right. Comes. And, you know, uh, Celine tries to pretend she likes these just simple, nice things. And Sercom like, chokes on his laugh because he's like, <laughs> um, no, you like ostentatious and, like, over-the-top ridiculous showy things. Like, what are you talking about? And then um, he gets her the most basic ring ever. And uh-huh. he's like, will you wear – he's like, I want you to put this on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. You know, yes. We know that's every girl's dream for a guy to say, oh – Will you marry me? And then here, go ahead, put this ring on yourself. 
Let me hand it to you and you mm-hmm. put it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Yeah, clearly, clearly. So yeah, the fact that it was that, but that ring, he from the second he put it in that wooden box, could not get it out of his mind. He could have just left it in that wooden box forever. He could have ter- returned it to the jeweler. He could have sold it. He He's rolling in money. He could have just thrown it away for goodness sake. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but clearly it was on his mind and heart that he wanted to do something nice for this woman who he can't remember, but, you know, knows that he spent a year with. And yeah, so him giving her that necklace was like, yeah, I don't love that the ring isn't a ring anymore because I'm like, that's their ring. And when they do get married, like, I want that to be the ring she's wearing yeah, same. Um, because yeah. it's representative of everything they've gone through. But I also do love the idea that he made it into something meaningful still. He made it into a keepsake. He made, And he took the time mm-hmm. and thought to do that. Like mm-hmm. when he just wanted to be done and over with, with his fiance's engagement ring. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I do like these little crumbs and these things that they're doing that are clearly showing like his heart is remembering and causing him to do things that his mind wouldn't. Um, But again, it just feels like it's, they've been doing that now for three episodes, 29, 30 and 31, just for them to be at the end. Like, okay, let's undo it all. So that then we have to do this again. So it's like 29, 30, and 31 have essentially been the same episode. Yeah. We're no yeah, further in any of it. And Except for the fact that now we know Denise is going to be a villain uh, now. Like, <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, do you guys or think is he, he is truly? <laughs> or is this a misdirect? And then, you know, at the beginning of the episode on Saturday, there's going to be him being like, I'm messing, I'm messing with Celine. Edda, don't mm-hmm. worry. <laughs> I know. I really, I really want that to be true. And part of me was like, maybe that is the case. But then part of me is like, do I actually trust them to be this like mysterious <laughs> and with it? Like, and uh, you pointed out something good, Ashley, about because you rewatched this whole episode. Miriam only watched it live when she was translating for us. I only watched it live and then watched like maybe 30 minutes because God bless. This is what I wanted to do. I didn't get to, I didn't do this yesterday when we recorded. So I'm kind of glad we get to re-record this part because I did want to shout out um, a couple of girls. Of course, I did not actually save the screenshots. Dang it. Well, there were two of you on Twitter and you all, you gave me timestamps for basically like the good scenes in the episode. So I was able to just fast forward through with the amazing subs from our anonymous angel friend um, and watch like the key Ed Sarah scenes and things like that. So I only watched like half an hour of it, but Ashley watched the whole thing. And so like, what did you notice about Denise that makes you think that's not the case? Well, he, (laughs) you could see it in his face. There were, we, I mean, obviously this isn't technically the same writing team, but we Mm -hmm. know how the Mm -hmm. foreshadowing comes in these episodes lately. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that throughout this episode, there were times when they would show Denise after an interaction with Eda or like the time when Sarkhan comes to get serious and they're all in the little shop and they have coffee. There are all these moments where after Eda leaves and Denise is all smiles after he's playing 
playing this game with her and then the smile fades away and he just looks upset or he looks mad. He looks irritated. You can just kind of see it in his eyes that he's kind of turning, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes me think it's real and he's fed up and he isn't as happy playing this game with Edda as he seems. So he's going to do his best to try to get it to work in his favor. Yeah. Which it's like, I, cause the thing is he could have gone either way since he's appeared. He has been like supportive and this, but he hasn't been too much one or the other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they could have gone either way with him. I'm disappointed that this is where they're going. Um, I really thought he was going to be a good guy. And again, how many bad guys do you need to keep layering in here? Like Celine is enough. You guys have made her horrendous. Like she is like, she is the villain. She does not need help. Uh, And so now you're adding Jaren and now you're adding Denise. And and like, yeah, they made us really love Denise as a supportive friend for three, two episodes. And then like, Let's ruin him too. Yeah, he's <laughs> already losing Zidane, and now with Denise too. So, yeah, these two childhood friends of hers that have been there for so many things mm-hmm. in her life. Mm-hmm. Does she need to get disappointed by more childhood friends? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, and and meanwhile, Fifi is just erased. Like they showed that. Yeah, Duran has a picture, and then <laughs> Fifi is just badly photoshopped. Badly photoshopped. <laughs> You can still see like the outline of her hair. And I'm like, listen, we all know she existed there. That scene would have been just as, as it would have done the exact same thing. Had you left her face in it? Like yep. what is wrong with you? Um, Gosh. Yeah. Oh, I found it really quick. I just want to shout out because uh, Iva who's Bellamy on Twitter and Zeke 31 on Twitter. They both were the ones who gave me like, start here and here and then for the next scene start here and here so i was literally able to just get through the episode so i was like i want to make sure i shout them out because i literally yeah. tweeted that night like listen i know i could probably do this myself but i'm feeling very lazy and hoping that one of you already has this and the fact that they were like here you go here's the best scenes was just i loved that because it helped me get props the to them very man. so yes props and shout out to them so yeah so we've got you know Celine has been a villain now since episode 29. Now we're throwing Jaren in there who we kind of started to see as a villain last episode or villain adjacent, whatever you want to call it. Right. And then the now Denise- is they could have pulled her out of that. Yes. Yep. Because they made up by the end of that episode. Yes, they did. And you know what else they could have done in the classic? Like, let's solve this in the first five minutes of the next episode is her pulling Edda aside at that engagement party and being like, listen, I should have told you this already. But I have feelings for Denise. Mm -hmm. And by the way, he has feelings for you too. And you need to be careful. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking like, okay, as my best friend, if Ashley was like faking a relationship with someone for whatever reason, (laughs) (laughs) but like knew, but I personally knew that his feelings for Ashley were not fake or they were more than platonic. You would have told me. I would have absolutely been like, hey, just so you know, like he has a major crush on you. So he's doing this, but like he might have different hopes for how this turns out than what you think. Like, so you need to be careful. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it. Well, if if they've they've done that, then like the whole 
fake engagement plot mm-hmm. wouldn't work out. So <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, again, did we need another fake engagement <laughs> plot? Everyone is just getting engaged at this point. So yeah, we've got a we've got a dodecahedron of of triangles now with <laughs> yeah. the whole show. It's like a three D shape. It's oh. the, it's become <laughs> it's become its own entity. All of all of the love triangles in this show. They're the yep. creature now. They really, yeah, they really are. They're they're creating a shape that never existed before. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just so many of them. So on top of these triangles, then yeah, like how many engagements have been on this show now that haven't actually happened? Like fake or real? So many, so many engagements and one, no, one no. marriage. Yeah. Total and in uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only yeah. them. Yep. <laughs> Who, by the way, they were really adorable this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. I did skip through all their scenes when watching it with subs, but um, <laughs> I did like that uh, Puteril was more than just constantly annoyed at Ingen. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it was nice to see that other side to them. And yeah. him being so sweet and just caring and protective and just wanting to make sure she and the baby are good and happy and, like, <laughs> You know, that was very adorable. It's just hard for me to take any joy in that because of, you know, what's happening to our main characters. Yeah, what's happening around the characters. I mean, there are no Layla and Emre. Like, I actually love Mm -hmm. Ingen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Ingen was never a villain that got very happy yeah yeah who yeah deserved it (laughs) yeah he actually deserves it yes. Uh, you know, Puteril, yeah, I was, I'm annoyed with her not doing more where Celine's concerned again, because if Ashley was pulling a Celine on her ex who doesn't remember his current fiance, but I'm like, Ashley, like, <laughs> wake up. Le- like, hey, listen, like, listen, don't compare me to Celine right now. <laughs> I don't want to be Celine in this situation. <laughs> okay, fine. If I was Celine. <laughs> And for whatever reason, in my dumb brain, I was like, oh, look, my ex, who I was constantly waiting for to actually show me true affection and love for three years, um, doesn't remember the woman that he really does love and show affection to. So here's my chance to get that from him. Yeah. Even though he has never, ever shown me that sort of love and affection before. Yeah. Like. You would do more than just be like, after I'm like, but Ashley, it's my second chance and I'm not going to waste it. I, you wouldn't just grab my hand and squeeze it. Like, <laughs> you would grab my neck and squeeze it. Like, <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Like, like, come on, woman. Have some yeah. self-respect. Exactly. So like, <laughs> yeah, I was annoyed with I, Pearl. Yeah. Not doing I, more. This is more from Pearls at that point, mm-hmm. and I was really disappointed at that scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're disappointed in a lot of scenes, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. Honestly, um, well, and yeah. poor Angan and Pearl. I mean, you know, I I agree. I think Pearl should have done more. I mean, Ferit mm-hmm. was the only one like speaking truth to Celine that whole Again, episode. Justice for Ferit. This man Honestly. is like trying to help Jared, even yeah. after she's been totally awful to him. He's mm-hmm. still trying to, to help her. He's still trying to be nice to her. Uh, you know, he did take it a, a step too far going through her house and rifling through her stuff. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, just a little, just not, a little light breaking and entering. <laughs> no big deal. Like I get his intention, but you know we don't do that. Um, but other than that, honestly, like he's just been a sweet baby angel, and he's the one that keeps saying to uh, Celine, like, don't underestimate Edda and don't underestimate Sarkhan's love for her. Like he is going to remember. They are going to be together. Like they are meant to be. Like all this stuff, and um, you know. Like- yeah, again, if they're able to make Fairy say that the same writers, then why can't you make the characters, the other characters, just consistent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yep. So, um, you know, we, what were we bouncing off of because of that? We, I know to- we were, t- we, we talked about Denise, we talked about mm-hmm. Jaren, we talked about the boat scene and the ring. Yeah. Um, I do love too that on the boat, <clears throat> excuse me, that they, it got brought back to the stars because he's about to point Sirius out to her. And she does actually tell him that he's the one who showed her Sirius, mm-hmm. which again, wouldn't that have been like a really great time for him to get a quick flash to like them looking through the telescope in episode three in the yellow dress yeah. mm-hmm. or um, him putting the jacket on her. Yes. Because that would have been a good one to flash to because he's behind her. So, again, it would be consistent with him not seeing the face of the person he's doing that with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the whole – I did love, too, that after they do their poem thing and he's just like, oh, it's just a poem I remember. I don't know from what. Um, and she does at least finally explain to him instead of just – like with the lemon thing, she doesn't ever say, oh, you learned that yeah. from me. With the poem, she at least says, like, oh, that's something we saw together and that's we true, really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So I did like that. And then also that she explains, like, I keep asking you if you remember because we never actually got to say goodbye. Like, yeah. yeah. So she's basically saying, I got zero closure because you left saying you were coming back to me and then you didn't. So, like, I'll this be is right back. back. Yeah. Off, this off right. to Italy like, just for yeah. a second. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, like I loved that too because it really it I don't know, I felt like okay, that we we obviously know why Edic is constantly asking him if he remembers, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that really gave him like pause to be like, "Oh, like that makes sense if that's all she remembers is me leaving and saying I'm coming back to her and then I didn't." Like I I don't know, I just really liked that moment. Um even though again it led nowhere because the final scene he's like never (laughs) (laughs) honestly (laughs) and and it all happens they're they're the focus of attention at angan and pearl's baby shower and And denise comes with 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 the wedding wedding invitation (laughs) i mean listen angan tried to steal sarkhan's welcome back party thunder by presenting pearl with you know that uh crib or bassinet whatever it was like so I guess okay. it's just okay. I guess, I guess everybody just, just steals everybody yeah. else's thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Angan and Pearl didn't really get a legit wedding. And mm-hmm. then their party, uh, their Second actual wedding. got arrested on the party. Yes, no. exactly. <laughs> oh, is Kristen frozen for you? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Okay, so we're back. I don't really know how that's going to translate with editing. So if, if this transition felt very choppy, you guys, it's because it's the curse of 31. While we were in the middle of recording and saying whatever we were saying. <laughs> I know, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I don't either because all of a sudden my thing was like, um, it just started a circle and was like trying to connect. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I'm the host of this meeting and I'm the one recording because I'm the one that's going to be editing. But it looks like the recording got saved. Um, it's processing right now. So we're just going to pick up where we left off. If it does, if for whatever reason, though, it doesn't work, um, then you guys are just going to get the last half of this recording, I guess, because yeah. we cannot do this a third time. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Um, it is the curse. This is how, see, yeah. this is how bad this episode was. I know. Um, so, yeah. So to recap, in case Ugh. we don't get the whole first part of us verbal vomiting all over this episode, um, Jaren, bad. Ferit, Angel. Melo, protect at all costs. Idon, still canceled. Ifair and Alex, finally leaving, at least for an episode or two. Yeah, who cares about them? Um, Whatever. Yeah. Celine, still crazy. Denise has gone so crazy. Bad. We had some really great boat moments that then paid off into nothing. Um, the poem was beautiful and a callback to episode 14 when they watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much it. And, yeah. you know, it ends on, of course, that horrible, horrible scene where Serkan's like, I'm never marrying Edda. And then, which causes her to impulsively accept Denise's crazy wedding invitation printup. And not and only accept it, but say... It's not soon enough. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know, and you see Serkan be like all kind of like happy. He kind of smiles when she's like, I can't accept this because uh -huh. he thinks she's refusing. But what she's saying is I can't accept this because I want it to be sooner. Yeah. And then his face, face looks falls. like, oh, crap. Yeah. Face falls. But you're like, what the heck? Why? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, because you just literally said you're never marrying her. And <laughs> it's all this whiplash of like these tender moments between them. And then he pushes further the next day. He pushes further away. And, you know, someone yeah. on Twitter had basically said like, it's his heart, his subconscious, his whatever. It's still like trying to protect Edda and still believes that he's not worthy of her. And while I do really like that explanation, mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's just more one for us, the audience, to be like, oh, okay, that's why he's doing this. Like, I don't really think that's what's happening. Um, yeah, I don't think it's purposeful. No. <laughs> Personally. No. But, I'm, not giving them enough, I'm not giving them that much credit. No <laughs> way. That deep to think about. No. That. Exactly. So, you know, um, yeah. And also, again, in case the first half of this is totally scrapped, again, we have a guest, Miriam, on the show today. <laughs> oh, yeah. You all know, you all know is author Sanem, who helped verbal vomit all over the episode with us. And I really hope that you got to hear the first part. Um, no, but in case you didn't, she's here because we have wanted her on the show for a long time. And this felt like a really perfect opportunity, except now 
when this is the second time we've been having technical difficulties on a different platform than the one we had difficulties on yesterday. I don't understand. It's it's like the episode where we got all this lead up, but no payoff. Yeah, <laughs> just like episode 31. So fitting. We got so, the, the snake locked in her cage and then nothing even really happened on the boat. It's like all of this. Yeah. There's yep. anyway, I could go back over all of these things. I know already talked about, but yep. Twice now. Yeah. <laughs> and you may or may not actually hear uh, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can only, I just have to laugh because otherwise I'll cry. But um, yeah. yeah, so Miriam's here with us. You guys know her as author son. I'm on Twitter. She's our translation queen. And um, so, yeah, we just talked about the whole episode, which again, I really mm. hope you guys actually got to hear. Um <laughs> But we really brought her on because we were like, we want to ask you some questions, like, mm -hmm. because she is very heavily involved with the international fandom, um, but she's not technically an international fan. She's mm -hmm. been watching DZ's her whole life. Um, and, you know, so we just thought it'd be fun to get like her perspective and um, yeah, and maybe learn a few things from her. So we have some questions. A lot of them came from our Facebook group because we did give them a heads up that we were going to have her on the show. Um, and so some of them came up with some really great questions to, uh, ask. And so, yeah, we thought you guys want to get to know her a little better and, um, yeah. And maybe today here's another good thing about having to record again, Ashley, we can actually tag team the questions instead of yeah, me, uh, just... asking all of them <laughs> like I did yesterday, not even paying attention so, so <laughs> to think about my answers yesterday. So. Yeah. See, so again, a, a yeah, super dress rehearsal, <laughs> a super dress rehearsal. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm just going to go with, if this is all they're hearing, um, then I'll do like an intro in editing where that's I just fine. explain what happened, but yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully I'm that's, really that's hoping we're, we're totally fine. Everything yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if this, if, if for whatever reason, this recording for the second time didn't work out, Mm -hmm. I just assume it just really means we were not supposed to like, it wasn't meant to discuss be. this episode. It just yeah. wasn't meant to be because there's no other explanation for why this would happen, especially yeah. because today we're recording on zoom, which Ashley and I have done literally several times. Like we've been doing that pretty much for the last year now. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> like, yeah, if, if, if it all is lost, it wasn't meant to be. And our exactly. thoughts can just be languishing in the ether. Like we got it all out. Uh -huh. <laughs> and they're just floating around somewhere on the internet, inaccessible to us for the rest exactly. of our lives, exactly. much like Sarah Khan's airplane. <laughs> yeah. You guys can think about what you think we might have said. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, let's move on to what is going to be the most fun part anyways, getting to yeah. chat with and get to know Miriam a little yay. better. So, yay. So Miriam, are you ready? <laughs> Do you yeah. feel prepared now that you're Re ready or not <laughs> ready or not? So funny. Okay. Ash, why don't you start? Okay, so where are you from and what do you what do you do? Okay, so I'm currently living in Morocco and I work in digital marketing. Very All cool. Right. Yeah, we learned that 
We learned that uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys all get to learn it uh, today. That's pretty cool. So are you like working from home right now and stuff because of everything? Yep. Um, how has that been? Is that much different than what you were doing? Like actually going into work? Of course, uh, like the hours are different. Uh, I have like the specific tasks and it's easier for me. Especially That's nice. I don't sleep much at night and I can never wake up early. <laughs> I can attest to this because, oh my goodness, when I'm like texting you, because right mm-hmm. now I'm watching um, Hayat Sharkissa. That's like my downtime for fun Yeah. And, um, and so um, I will text Miriam because it's like, it's one it's that like she told me to watch. 5 a.m. for me. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like 5 a.m. for her. And so I'm like not expecting responses. And sometimes <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be like 10 o'clock at night for me, which I know is like 6 a.m. for you. And you're answering me and I'm like, what are you doing up so early? And you're like, oh, I haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> I'm like, oh my oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> Girl. Oh, huh. wow. she, I thought I was a night owl, but <laughs> you've got me beat. So uh, my sleep schedule is terrible and it's been that way since I was like 14. I, w- I was never able to fix it really. Even when I have to wake up early, I end up t- taking naps later mm-hmm. on but okay yeah. can't sleep at night <laughs> oh my goodness Some people I are just better sleepers than others it's just yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so um okay so let's um let's talk about DZ's a little bit so you've been watching DZ's your whole life mm-hmm. so like how many do you think you've watched Hundreds, um, I would imagine. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> all, all of the DZs. All of them. Not really, but yeah, <laughs> I've watched a lot. So since you have quite a big sampling to choose from, which one has had like the weirdest, strangest, most out there plot? And what was what was it like? Okay, so I've said this before yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't watch disease that look weird from fragments. Mm-hmm. I can usually avoid the really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Kurgan Titeklar, which uh, was like 113 episodes. Wow. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so the plot just kept going on circles. Uh huh. <laughs> I said this, but by the end of the disease. I've seen every single character on a deathbed in a hospital (laughs) 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 in different situations. So, yeah. And I think there was some kind of kidnapping plot that went on for 14 episodes. Whoa. Wow. (laughs) 14. Wow. Maybe we shouldn't complain. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) If we have to do 14 episodes of Amnesia, I don't even want to think about it. Um, don't put I'm, that I'm, into the universe, Kristen. I'm going to need the Eternal Sunshine device just to wipe it all from my brain. Um, so, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. You want to take what next so, question do you want to ask, Ash? Uh, so when you're not watching DZs or working, what are you doing? What do you do with your time? Do you have like a hobby? Anything like that? Uh, I like reading, like 
baking and I do watch other stuff other than movies. I, yeah, I watch K dramas. Mm-hmm. I watch like American shows and mm-hmm. English ones and yeah. Okay, I have a follow up question to the K dramas because I just, mm-hmm. I don't know why I just realized this last night because I finished episode five of Hayat Sharkissa and yeah. um, I usually don't let the end credits play all the way. I usually just close it out before then. Mm-hmm. But I saw that it's based on a K drama. Yeah, actually. Have I you watched? Mean, have I you watched that one? Okay, no, that's I what I wanted to ask. Was like it's like a pretty old one, so I didn't. Okay. <laughs> outdated, but I've uh, I've seen a lot of uh, K dramas that's been turned into DVDs, and generally the K dramas are better just because K dramas always have a set number of episodes it's so smart 20 mm-hmm. or 16 like it doesn't go beyond that either yeah. Or wow. so yeah the writing is much better when you know how you're going to wrap up the story yeah yeah and oh if only that's DVDs, what they did for with, summer rom-coms yeah. mm-hmm. and with k-dramas that turn into dvds they start really well because they follow up to the k-drama mm-hmm. story but then they just don't know how to go about right. it. Right. The, like the K drama already wrapped up, but the yeah. is dragging it forever for like 30 Well, hours. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So um, let's see. What's another one? I'll, I'll skip this one for now. We'll come back to it. But um, I'll ask which DZ do you think is underappreciated or underrated by the international audience? that whether it's one currently airing or an older one that you think we should all go back and watch? Mm -hmm. Well, since the international fandom really likes rom-coms, that's what I feel like. Like rom-coms are way more popular. Mm -hmm. Um, Ashkenidan, that's my favorite Disney rom-com. And it was really good and it had good writing. Uh, It aired in 2015. Yeah. Nice. Uh, By the way, the, the leads for the for Arkadian, they're the same ones in the movie you've seen last week. Hot, sweet, and sour. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bull. Uh, it begins with a B. Bora. Um, Bora. Yeah. Bora. yeah. Oh my gosh! So did they make that movie? They must have made that movie like right after the DZ ended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> okay, and mm-hmm. didn't um okay didn't uh Berish and um Arkadian. They yeah, had, didn't they make yeah, a movie right had, after too? Yeah, they had so like maybe we'll get a Hong Care movie after Central <laughs> Copa. That's actually Hopefully. really smart for the for them to take advantage of mm-hmm. the same on-screen couples. Well, and then I think this was backwards, but Sada Jason, they starred in a DZ together not long after that movie. Ebo uh, and um Be- Belgian, I think her name is. Um yeah, like they start, but I think Sada J. Sen was first and then Intersection, but they were okay. the two leads. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe fingers crossed for a long care movie then. <laughs> so. Um, so be Den. Okay, I'm writing that one down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll we'll have to make sure we put this stuff in, in the, the notes. In the notes, yeah, so that people can <laughs> refer back to all of Marion's uh, recommendations. <laughs> okay, um, so... We're so okay. Your favorites. What is your all-time favorite DZ? Or <laughs> yes, or you could say <laughs> multiple. Uh, everyone knows this. I <laughs> So uh huh. That's why I'm watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about like actor? Favorite actor and actress. 
Okay, so besides Khan and Burju, <laughs> my favorite actors, and uh, I really like uh, uh, Aras Bulut, like his acting. I think he's the most talented uh, actor in the industry right now. Huh. Yeah. Dang. So he's your favorite actor. Um. Okay, and then so what's one of his DZs that we need to watch? Mm. <laughs> it's hard day. Oh, right. Now, now yesterday when we were recording, I had like an outburst and I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that like depressing? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that the one you told me is like depressing? Really depressing, really traumatic. Uh Uh-huh, and traumatic. Um, But then, you know, we had a whole discussion about like how I think when you know going into something that it's not like this, you know, uh, epic love story the way yeah, we're yeah, we want essential Kapama to be yeah that you can actually enjoy the really good storytelling and mm. something that's not considered a quote romance or doesn't necessarily have what we would call a happily ever after um mm-hmm. because you know like and the example I used was Sheriff Messe Lessie because Mary and I reached recently buddy watched that together and yeah it we is a lot. <laughs> we did cry a lot but it was such a well done story. It's very well written. Mm-hmm. The plot movement was exactly what it needed to be for whatever was happening. Like it never mm-hmm. felt like things yeah. were dragging or or just perfect for it. Yeah, it was. The pacing was ama- like honestly, like yeah, it's like a really good measuring stick for other DZs to be like, okay. I mean, even if they're not of the same genre, like just the way they yeah. wrote and paced, everything stayed consistent and true to the characters. Um. While you still you still got to see them grow, but mm-hmm. you never were like that's not like them, you know. It just, yeah, it was really really well done, and so and that so that goes in one of my very top favorite DZs um, of all time, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a romance with what you know the kind of happily ever after you would expect. So I think when you know what you're getting into, you can enjoy something that yep. you know maybe would be called darker dramatic yeah. or traumatic or depressing <laughs> <laughs> so each share day everyone check it out <laughs> mm-hmm. um okay actress favorite actress uh oh right yeah yes okay and is hayat sharkis the one that you would say everyone needs to watch her in mm-hmm. she was also getting kuzgun you know um, kuzgun okay mm-hmm. And that one's shorter. That one's probably easier for people to like binge yeah. watch if they want to mm-hmm. see her showcased. Okay, so Kuzgun. All right, on screen couple, favorite on screen couple. Okay, uh, currently it's Edan Sarkan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, I really like Daphne and Omar too. Um, get out of the class. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A classic. Yeah. A classic they that really good chemistry together. Ooh, I know one day we, you guys, we really will watch that DZ one day. I don't know that we'll actually cover it, <laughs> but it, it is probably our number one requested. Oh yeah. That DZ people tell us we need to watch, especially DZ law. Haley is like always telling us <laughs> that we need to watch it. Um, but yeah, a lot of people. It's on the stuff. list. It is definitely on the list. Um, okay. Um, what about, um, favorite supporting character? Okay. Mahir. 
from Hyatt Sharkasis. <laughs> Ma here from Hyatt Sharkasis. All right. Yes. I'm already, I'm only five episodes in, but I'm already really, there was a scene where he was just like dancing in a pink apron in <laughs> the kitchen and like, and his character, that's not what you would expect from his character that you know of him. So yeah, he's, he's something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your favorite villain. My favorite villain is um, Ibrahim Pasha from Mustasha Museum. The mm. period busy. Is is that the one that is really really well known? Like it's a, mm -hmm. or yeah. or am I thinking of a different one? I know there's a few no, period it, ones, it but is, I think that's it is yeah. One, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's uh, like it, it had like a lot of seasons. Can't even remember. Okay. But it was based on like real history events. So it had a lot of like politics and scheming and plotting okay and fighting over the throne and stuff like that wow yeah. i mean they they use historical fiction for a reason mm -hmm. like yep it's always really interesting and you can make i mean often um uh what is often truth is stranger than fiction Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of times with historical stuff, it's so easy to make a really good movie or show out of it because it's, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you don't have to embellish a lot sometimes. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. All right. Your turn, Kristen. Um, okay. So I don't even think I asked this yesterday, but a lot of people want to know, do you prefer chai or coffee? <laughs> chai. Chai. No. Okay. Mm -mm, I'm not much into coffee. Really okay. drink coffee. Yeah. Oh. Oh, what's your favorite kind of tea then? My like favorite. black tea, jasmine tea, any kind of tea? Actually, my favorite is Moroccan tea. Mint tea. Oh, Ooh, I love mint tea. Yeah. Maybe I need to get some Moroccan mint then. I think I just have like peppermint tea, but maybe I'll have to try mm -hmm. some Moroccan mint because I, I love mint. Um, yeah, me too. I love mint like in my chocolate. I like, I like one, I like teas that are blended and have mint is like one of them with like mm -hmm. other stuff. Well, um, we usually use like fresh mint with it. It's like green tea and boiled with fresh mint. In the tea. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> man, we're doing tea all wrong here. Um, <laughs> what is, <laughs> I'm going to laugh because I already know what you're going to say, but <laughs> What's the cringiest cliche that you hate in a DZ? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. <laughs> and what's on the opposite of that? Like, what's your favorite cliche or trope? Okay. I said like fake dating, which is mm -hmm. what we have here with Sinfalk Tatsuma. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've also seen it in another DZ. Um, Afiri Ashk. It wasn't really fake dating, but more like fake marriage thing. Oh, Ooh. like a marriage. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I feel like those kind of fall. Like if it's a marriage of convenience or fake dating, mm. I feel like those both kind of similar. They, they're similar, yeah. yeah because yeah, even yeah. though, because there are people who aren't really in an actual relationship. Yeah, but they're still pretending to be in a relationship. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. got to put up the. The facade exactly uh -huh. and then we get the benefit of watching them do it yes <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry 
that's okay. <laughs> oh, the dog me, came in. Mila. Me here. <laughs> here, yeah. Sorry. Because it's earlier in the day now. Yeah. Oh, Not yay, Mila. I'm glad Jack's sleeping on my chair. So this is just sleeping right now, too. She's curled up into a little fuzzy ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> Funny. I was like, where'd Miriam? Miriam disappeared from the screen for a minute, but so she was getting yeah. her adorable dog, Mila, who she sometimes posts on her page. So you can see a really cute picture of her from Valentine's Day. Oh my want. gosh. Best thing ever. You so need to cute. see the Valentine's picture. <laughs> the fact um, that she lets you do that is just amazing. Yeah. Holding the rope. Oh yeah. my goodness. She's, she's pretty good at staying still. So. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. To take pictures of her. okay so how many languages do you speak miriam Uh, five (laughs) five five that is so impressive and what languages are they so uh english french turkish arabic korean i'm not fluent in korean though (laughs) hey you're learning it though and yeah that's still impressive you don't have to Mm -hmm. Explain. Yeah, you don't have to qualify it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be embarrassed because you should be proud that you've learned five languages. Yeah. That's well, like, so what made you learn that many languages? Well, most was just natural, like for Arabic and Turkish and French. Mm-hmm. It was like languages that I knew since I started speaking, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And English, I learned it on my own mostly. Like I, I learned basics at school, but the rest mm-hmm. was on my own. And wow. Korean was also something that I tried learning on my own. I mm-hmm. took like classes two years in college. But that's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Wow. So that's cool. awesome. And um, do you watch stuff, TV, movies in all of these languages? Mm, not really like for example i don't watch french tv at all okay (laughs) yeah but mostly yes i also watch stuff in languages i don't speak so i don't Hmm. mind reading subtitles and yeah yeah okay well that's really cool Mm -hmm. um yeah we just had to like with subtitles too well yeah but still (laughs) um Let's see what else. I just wanted to show. Yeah, we wanted to showcase those languages because I'm like, that is a huge accomplishment. So yeah, that's a fun fact for everyone to know about you. Um, okay, so if let's see, um, if you couldn't watch Jeezy's anymore, what would you? What would fill your TV screen instead? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Mila's okay. talking to us. She, Mila has answers too to these questions. <laughs> okay, so it's not like I I only watch DZ, so I won't have a problem with that. I watch mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Um I said this before, yeah, I watch gay dramas, Thai dramas, mm-hmm. American American shows. Uh yeah. So you have plenty to choose from. It wouldn't be like mm-hmm. your life wouldn't be empty without DZs in it. Exactly. Yeah. Mine would be. That's like all I watch anymore. 
and this is us that's like it <laughs> i mean just now i'm planning on watching tonight the new episode of wandavision which is like marvel oh yeah <laughs> on disney plus yeah. <laughs> yeah i haven't i have we we got rid of disney plus but i keep seeing people talk about wandavision and how good it yeah, is it's really good i didn't expect it to be that good but it is yeah, yeah. i've seen a lot like i'm not a marvel person i don't like watch any mm. of that stuff but I have seen it all over Twitter and Facebook, like people freaking out about it. Yeah. It yeah. took me, I think I only just realized because <laughs> I I like I enjoy the all the MCU and um mm, we even have I, I haven't seen as everything with within the DC uh universe, but anyway, I, I like we like all the Marvel <laughs> stuff. But it literally mm. took me until just a few days ago to realize why it's called Wanda. like I was like oh WandaVision because it's about uh Wanda and then <laughs> I realized no it's also vision like vision, <laughs> yeah. it's Wanda and vision Actually, you <laughs> idiot I was like oh my god <laughs> I just yeah anyway so that was my my idiot moment <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> Did you know I was behind um Stanley in LAX at a Starbucks? I didn't know it at the time oh. because I'm like not a Marvel person. But then my brother-in-law told me, like, you know who that is, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, like no. an old man. And he's like, that's Stan Lee. And <laughs> You're like, who's that? I literally was like, who is that? And he's like, the Marvel guy. And I was like, well, this is a waste. Like, there are so many people I could name right now who would rather be in my position. Like, <laughs> like two feet away from him in, Star in the Starbucks line. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This was like. All of the really biggest. Cool <laughs> yeah. All of the biggest, like, fandom universes uh, Kristen has never seen. <laughs> it's true yeah she's never seen star wars she's never seen any of the marvel stuff she's never seen lord of the rings it's <laughs> none of it none of it i, I think what you've else? seen one harry potter i've oh seen God. one harry potter i've seen okay. one i have seen the first star wars i watched it with oh. your nephews um okay and sorry. yeah sorry no no you're fine oh, you're fine let Mila do whatever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not a part of all those major fandoms. I've never even read the Harry Potter series. So. Oh my God. I, I really loved Harry Potter. It was like one of my favorite books. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a lot for a lot of people's childhoods. Cause it came out mm -hmm. when we were like 11 or 12. Like I think a lot of people have that connected to their childhood for sure. Um, um, let's see. What else can we ask? Uh, couldn't watch Jesus anymore. Uh, what's the next place you would want to travel to when traveling's okay again? Where would you want to visit? Uh, maybe Greece. I really want to go to Greece. Looks very pretty. And nice. It does. Mm -hmm. It does look gorgeous. We have a friend who um, traveled there a few years ago, and she's like, oh, "We didn't get to stay as long as we wanted, but even the stuff that she did get to see, oh my gosh! Like the pictures she has are just yeah. gorgeous." gorgeous. Yeah. Well, I'm like, especially for, I don't know how it is in Morocco, but like the United States isn't that old. Like, so we don't have like, you know what I mean? Like we don't have like really yeah, ancient, like, 
Yeah. Also, yeah. Morocco is pretty old. <laughs> like we do have that kind of stuff, but it's mm-hmm. a complete different feeling, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very Middle Eastern architecture okay. influenced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that would be like, that would be something fun about like us getting to go visit a place like that is mm-hmm. we would totally get to experience that, which we, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I couldn't mute my mic in time. Just need, um, that's something that we won't, no matter where we visit here in the States, if we, we can, you know, go to the other coast and there's history, but it's like a few hundred years old. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not anything like that. So that's, yeah. that's really cool. So if you could recommend a, any book or movie to everybody, what would you recommend? Okay. For a movie, it's your name. And I already recommended it to Ashley. Yes. It. Everybody <laughs> needs to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's an animated movie, but it's really good. I really love it. I've seen that movie countless of times. And yeah. I cry every single time. But it's Aww. really good. Yeah. You, you can't count to- out animation, honestly. Just no, because it's yeah. animation doesn't mean it's not amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Maybe I'll make that my Friday night movie tonight. You should. Yeah. It's so good. and it's like pretty easily accessible right like you can rent it or watch it on like youtube or something like that okay i think i just googled it okay yeah (laughs) honestly that's usually what i do when i'm not sure of something i'm like yeah you know whatever it is english subtitles and yeah just google english subtitles and usually i'll it might send me down a rabbit hole where i have to click five other things but yeah but usually eventually find you'll eventually find it yeah, yeah. dz's have trained me well so oh yeah <laughs> i know we all know how to work how to work uh the back roads of the internet yeah seriously because of dz's seriously um okay one i oh yeah book ah a book uh, okay uh, six of crows but yes. i know not everyone is into ya fantasy but Six of Crows, yeah. You know, though, it's a really big popular genre. So a lot of people are in it. Yeah, but a lot of other people aren't, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's either a hit or a miss. So if yeah. you really love the, mm-hmm. like that kind of uh, stories, you will love Six of Crows because... Okay. Yeah. And it's a trilogy or a or duology? Duology, yeah. Duology. Duology, okay. but it's a part of a bigger series. Uh, the, the Grisha verse, but it can be read separately. You know? They can be read as standalone. Oh, so that's is that Leigh Bardugo? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have one of her trilogies. I have the, the Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone, yeah. Well, they're following up Shadow and Bone, but oh. they're different characters setting the same word. Yeah. Okay, the second you said Grisha verse, I was like, wait a second, I have, <laughs> I have those, but I haven't read them yet. I, I have all three and they're just mm-hmm. languishing on my shelf. <laughs> listen, listen, let's let's make it clear. Collecting books and reading books are two very two different, different things. Yes. Yeah. Like I mean, actually, I, ha- I have a confession. I do own all the Throne of Glass books, but I never read them. I have them all. <laughs> okay, so so what so here's what you guys need to do. You two will buddy read. <gasps> oh, that's a good idea. Actually. Yeah. And then you can both barrage me with all of your messages as you read them. <laughs> and then I'll get to relive it with you. <laughs> that could be fun. That could be fun. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Do you have Assassin's Blade, the prequel? Yep. 
yeah okay because that my that's what Ashley said my is sister and my best friend are both like fans of it and they both <sighs> made me buy them but <laughs> okay so good okay love well so maybe much. we maybe we can set up a buddy read I do have to finish I have it now it's an arc and a half I'm like halfway through okay the one arc mm -hmm. and then I have another arc because they both publish in the next couple weeks so I have I have mm -hmm. to get those read and which it's not a hardship there are arcs I absolutely wanted um mm -hmm. I'm enjoying them but now I'm just on a time crunch so I can't read anything else until I re until I finish those and review them but the prequel, yeah. you will you will speed through it. It's five little vignettes. Yeah. Like it's short. It's, it's short. Yeah. It is short. It's and then once you get to the really thick books, you're mm -hmm. already invested. You're so <laughs> into it, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, sure, I'll read seven hundred pages because I need to know what's gonna happen next. I mean, I Listen. don't mind long books as long as I'm mm -hmm. invested, you know. Yeah. I've read, I've, get, I've read Game of Thrones and those books were like so long, like over 1,000 1, pages. Yeah, that <laughs> is. Okay, then you'll be fine. You'll yeah. Be good. <laughs> yeah. You'll be good. Well, and like, you know, I tend to be a fast reader. I mean, not lately, just because my reading's been kind of weird. But when I'm like in a book, I can then like speed through it. So I actually tend to prefer longer books because I don't want a book I can just blow through in like mm -hmm. three hours. Um, yeah, yeah. It, depends. So. it also depends on like your your mood, you know. Sometimes yes. you go through a reading style and sometimes you just fly through the book. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. Um, okay, yeah, Ashley's determined to get everybody to read Throne of Glass. So <laughs> look, I've I've look, I've gotten Moran. One, two, three, four. I've gotten like six people to read this series <laughs> because I've become the ultimate pusher with it. <laughs> Katie sped through it. Um, Moran finished it. Um, my sisters are both reading it. I'm Dang. like, yeah. And I think, um, and Krisha finished it too. She finished it. She started Dang. it after me and finished it before me. Because <laughs> I'm girl, such a slow reader. That girl is like, uh, she's reviewing two different DZs for DZ Law every week. And her reviews are very thorough. Like mm -hmm. she does like a recap and then she does, um, like the stuff that she loved, the stuff that she liked, the stuff that she hated, her predictions, what she hopes happens next, like yeah. character analysis. Like they're really good reviews and they're super thorough. And it's, and she's been doing Senshal Kapama and then she started doing Marashla. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I could see her being, a, not that I just feel like the way she writes, I'm not surprised that she's a reader. Like, because yeah. she's yeah. like, I don't know. There's just something about the way like some really good writing and you're like huh i wonder if you're someone who really enjoys reading too mm -hmm. just because reading just enriches your vocabulary in a way i feel like other stuff just doesn't like um if you're someone who enjoys to read books audiobooks actual books whatever you know just mm -hmm. someone who enjoys like consuming book content yeah um anyways yeah so yeah that's a little plug for krisha if you guys uh our friend krisha she yeah go read her reviews on dzlaw.com for marashla and central kapamo we love them um okay what else do we have i have mila trying to get me to play right now <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh we're keeping her from her mama we're um, almost done mila i'm sorry yeah we <laughs> promise you we're almost done um so I know one thing a lot of people ask is, um, what is your setup when you are mm. like translating for us on Saturdays? Like, yeah. because the way that you 
I mean, I know, and you'll probably say this again, but like, I know you've said like, it's such a fast paced thing. Um, but you know, you get us a lot of scenes. It's not like we only get like four or five scenes translated. Like we get pretty much the whole episode from you every week. So like, what's your setup and, um, how do you, how do you make the magic happen? So I usually only have the, the, the episode on TV and I use my phone to tweet the translations. That's all. Like I, I try to translate whatever I'm hearing and mm-hmm. type it out. And obviously I miss stuff a lot, especially on fast-paced, fast-paced uh, yeah. conversations and scenes. But I try to at least give off the feel or the summary of the whole scene when there are yeah. a lot of lines that I can't I can't <laughs> and you do a great job yeah. yeah you do an amazing job honestly I know that sometimes it's not like 100% accurate because I heard one thing but I can't go back and make sure that it's exactly what I heard, right but right. I try yeah no I totally understand and it's hard because you guys don't like in the States, for the most part, even live TV, if you need captions, you can get captions in, mm-hmm. in English. It's not in a bunch of mm-hmm. other languages, but like, I feel like that would make it easy to translate. Cause then at least you can kind of translate based off what the captions are saying, but th- they don't have that on live TV in yeah. Turkey. Um, yeah. And so you're having to literally just hear it. You can't even depend on seeing like the words on the screen right then. Mm -hmm. And then you're not just even typing verbatim what's being said because you're not typing it in Turkish. You're you're typing it in English. Yeah. So you're having to hear what's being said, translate it in your brain, get it into the tweet. As as it's still going. As it's still going. That's that's the tricky part is when I'm trying to 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 hear what's being said all while type in the previous thing yeah in yeah, english <laughs> honestly it's like it blows my mind like yeah. anyone who translates stuff that's like happening live that is just crazy to me like mm-hmm. and you know and it's funny because i know you say like there's stuff you probably miss or don't quite get mm-hmm. but uh a lot of times i will have your live translation thread open mm-hmm. while i'm rewatching the episode with subs because as we know, those, you know, the subs from all the typical places are not always the most reliable. And um, so a lot of times I'll get clarification from your live translations versus oh. what's being said on these sub things. I mean, now that we have our wonderful anonymous guy who uh, subtitles those episodes for us every week and gets us those mm-hmm. files, yeah. like, um, I don't need to do that as much because his translations are excellent and wonderful. And so many people have like sent us messages being like oh my gosh this is like a whole different watch experience getting to see it this way and so it's yeah. really really cool yeah, it's, really that sweet. it's so sweet and like I love too that one of his things was like yeah poor Mary I'm doing that every week for you guys <laughs> he's like oh uh, no yeah he does it for free and oh <laughs> I mean he's doing this for free too yeah so it's just yeah crazy, but uh but yeah so as much as you're like, I know I probably missed stuff. There's still a lot of stuff that you clarify way better from a quick paced live translation than some of the subtitles that are out there. The more popular subtitles that are out yep. there. So you um, do an excellent job and we appreciate it so, so much. It makes our watch experience. I mean, I'd still be watching live every week, even if there wasn't translations happening, mm-hmm. but it's like a million times better when there's someone translating for a us. A million times. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Um, yeah. should this be our last one? 
If it's what I think it is, yeah. The number 16? <laughs> yes, I think okay. that's a very good one to end on. <laughs> okay. So um, obviously, because you're more familiar with DZs um, mm. and the way they're produced and the way things work specifically with DZs, is there anything you wish you could tell the international fandom or that you wish the international fandom would maybe keep in mind that maybe they don't necessarily understand about DZ specifically? Yeah, I guess um, like cultural references and behaviors mostly like try to understand characters from mm -hmm. their perspective rather than yours. You know? Yeah. And also, I thought about this, but I feel like a lot of people tend to take the industry and compare it to other industries. Mm -hmm. uh, but like it's different for each country everyone does it very differently mm -hmm. so you shouldn't like have the same expectations or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah I yeah. agree well and I mean and I say I agree just because even my experience when I first started EK versus now however many DZs I've watched in between EK oh, yeah. and Papama, yeah. with EK I was I for a while was like, I don't understand this obsession. Like, why is she so scared about what her parents are going to think or do? Or this not like she's 26 exactly. years old, blah, blah, blah. Because I was thinking from my very American perspective of like, mm -hmm. you know, I, yeah. I, at that age, living at home or not, like, you don't really like, you don't really need to check in with your parents about stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't need to, you know what I mean? Like for the most yeah. part, um, and so it was just kind of like, what does it matter? Like, just tell them, like, you have the right to do this. You have the right. But it's just this, it's obviously I learned quickly. Yeah. yeah, there's this, it's this culture of tradition and the the way you respect one another is very different. Mm -hmm. Family, uh, family is very prominent and right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, that was something I, I did learn quickly. And I was like, oh, so it wasn't something that it wasn't something that in other DZs, it wasn't even a thought in my head. Like, oh, why is she so, you know? Yeah, um, like you understand now. It comes naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So th that's one of the cool things too, I think, with watching DZs is that we're getting to, and again, I know it's fictionalized. So I understand that to an extent too. Like just yeah. like, you know, when you, someone watches an American TV show about hospitals, that's not really how hospitals and doctors work. <laughs> so I understand there's a level of fiction there. But you do get to learn cultures and traditions and get immersed in this stuff that, you know, we wouldn't otherwise, like, know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, there was one question I wanted to ask just because we asked it yesterday and I thought it was a fun one. So one more. Um, if you could uncancel any DZ to, like, get a more proper mm -hmm. ending um, you know, maybe it was canceled abruptly or whatever. Which one would you bring back to get finished off with like a nice, neat, tied up bow? <laughs> As you say, the one with Hyundai. And I explained this yesterday, but it was the DZ that never got a final episode. It, mm -hmm. Like the crew went on a break for winter break, like the three weeks. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they announced the 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 cancellation and they just never went back to set and we never That's got brutal. any other yeah and you said it's only like six episodes right mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gosh that's horrible I know that's such a bummer like especially when you really just thought cool. you were on especially when you just thought you were on break like mm -hmm. 
and it must have been horrible for the actors and the crew, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly they're out of a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know that's what happens even when they get canceled. Sometimes they get canceled barely a week yeah, before but, the next episode but they airs. Didn't but even get like a wrap up or you know. Yeah. Yeah. No kind of like heads up. Um, well, and it's funny and it's interesting to me again that that it was canceled because it seems to although maybe this is more an international audience thing. I don't know, but I've seen a lot of love for that show. So it's interesting to me that like, it's one that got abruptly canceled like that after such a tiny amount of episodes, because it seemed to have a lot of popularity. Yeah. Well, it's, it was on Canal Day and they're really (sighs) cruel. Okay. But isn't that, is it, wasn't Muchashai McKeeley on Canal Day? Uh, (laughs) Okay. And they were, I mean, that one made it 12 episodes at least, but like yeah brutal but but here's what I, so that's what i don't understand but then like this season they're like doing everything they can to like save their dz's like that uh uh the guy from harry yard Sun, what is his name um Orkan. yeah like yes. he was on a summer dz and they like instead of canceling it they like yeah, brought in a new lead a new lead yeah yeah it and weird yeah, they and they really like try, trying to push that DZ, I think. Yes, yeah. like they were doing everything to keep it. I think it went like 16 or 17 episodes. Like, yeah, and yeah, it was on life support for a long time. They brought in a whole <laughs> new lead. I think they even might have changed the title of the DZ, or there was there was a DZ they changed an entire title of. Um, huh. and then like even with I mean, I know, and this was a good thing, but with um that Sarcon show. Uh, and now I can't think of it. He's the bodyguard. She's like an abused wife. Um, oh my gosh. Why can't it? Yeni Hayat. Yeni Hayat. Mm. Okay. So that one got canceled. Then they mm-hmm. actually uncanceled it. Yeah. Yeah. And then canceled and it again. And then like yeah. three more episodes canceled it again. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you guys were like doing all this stuff to pump new life into your shows. But where was that for? Where was that for my cop show? Where was that (laughs) energy? Yeah, energy energy two years ago. Like, (laughs) I mean, granted, if Mutashem had gone on any longer, then it could have totally changed the path of everything else, and he might not be on Mm. Central Kapama today. Like, so you know, everything. If she was on Aziza, yes, it was only last year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Didn't wrap up. We didn't have Mm -hmm. gone in hand day on. Yeah, it's true. So, like, obviously, things led to where they needed to, but at the time, you know, when it was this devastating thing that we were losing these shows. We yeah, <laughs> and for Mutasha Mikili, I think for me, that was the hardest because it was the very first DZ cancellation I ever went through. Oh, because, yeah, um, that was yeah, huh? That or, was my, and it was so abrupt. It was so abrupt. And that was the first DZ I ever watched live from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. I started watching it when episode oh. one, like with EK, I didn't come in until the twenties. So I had to binge like the first 20 something episodes. Um, so that one, it was just like a first for me with DZs as far as like, Oh, I watch it live every week. And then I did. So then like to experience that whole cancellation thing, that was like a shock. <laughs> Cause I was like, well, they're probably going to get a few episodes to wrap it all up. Right. And it was like, no, the episode that airs in three days is going to be the final one. Like, and so it ends with this whole voiceover, like from Karem, he's not even like, like you can just tell it was like, they tried, but it's still very not finished. And like, yeah, anyways, so <laughs> That was just a bummer because he and Ebo had some really great chemistry. Like they were good screen buddies. So yeah, um, I just always felt like it deserved better. But 
anyways uh yeah any other questions ashley i think that's it i feel like we we got a good variety yeah we got to know you a little bit better and yeah uh thank you again for coming on thank you for doing thank this twice, twice. <laughs> thank you and as well you know i oh my gosh and i yeah poor miriam's experienced some crazy firsts with us like having <laughs> know, a whole for having real. a whole file lost yesterday and then even today with what happened with the first part of this recording uh <laughs> all the craziness <laughs> so i yeah thank you for coming on and riding that wave with us Thanks it's been an adventure <laughs> of course We'd love next, to have you next again. time next time we have you hopefully it'll be less exciting <laughs> yeah less exciting <laughs> at least recording wise and yeah, more, yeah. Exciting, more exciting episode wise whatever we're discussing so yeah um, yeah so um as you guys know you can follow uh Miriam on Twitter at author Sanem. Um you know where to find us. We have links to all of our social medias and all of that in the episode notes, you know. Same old same old. I say this every week. Um thank you guys for sticking around with us today for I, I honestly don't know how rough this recording <laughs> is going to be and what the final product is going to be as I'm saying this. So thank you for sticking with us no matter what it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. We'll be back next week, hopefully with far less um, excitement <laughs> where that's concerned. So anyway, good episode excitement, good episode excitement, smooth recording, all that yeah. good stuff. So uh, yeah, but hey, there's a first for everything. So this is, we just happen to experience it all in a random whirlwind 24 hours. So yeah. uh, anyway, thank you guys for sticking around. We love you and we'll be back next week. So until next time, good or shit is close to call. Thank you.